We're talking hockey. Raldi and Rupp are talking hockey. Pesky stars are back. They are. Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. It's a beautiful night on YouTube for hockey. That beautiful voice you just heard was at Bubba Gumpino. Gumps, how you doing? All is well, my friend. Stars are back. Trounce the terrible, terrible Detroit Red Wings. Last <laughs> <night>. <laughs> uh, tough, tough pick on my end uh, on Hammer Down. I am your host at Nick Moraldo, and joining us as always are Stanley Cup champion, our game winning Stanley Cup clinching goal scoring game seven hero, Mike <laughs> Rupp. Rupper, how you doing? I'm good, guys. Uh, I got to vent about something here, though, real quick Let's on the go. top. Listen. Let's go. I don't know who makes the schedules in the NHL, but why do we have a nine o'clock, a ten o'clock, and a ten thirty? What like there's not a seven or a seven thirty on this? You know what I mean? Like I, this is the one. I was told. Week. What were you? I told? was told it was Wednesday prime time, wasn't it? Wednesday yeah, prime time hockey. Prime time hockey. That's why we chose this night too. We want games going mm-hmm. active. So it might be a little sour because it's not it's not active right now. But also, how about this is the one day a week. Where the NHL doesn't have to compete with football, doesn't have to get like this is Wednesday night has been hockey night. We're gonna put all the games on late at night. I don't know. I don't Always. get it. I don't get it. This has been a this has been a long standing gripe for a lot of fans. The NHL not being able to properly stagger uh, schedule because you'll have games and not just with days in terms of staggering the schedule. We're talking uh, with one day with ten games on it. Yeah, yeah. Where six or seven games kick off all at seven or seven thirty, and then we get the late games. Obviously, now like like you just mentioned, we got what nine, ten, ten thirty. Like, let's space these things out a little bit. I'm assuming it's because this time of year, like you mentioned, there's no football on right now, but there's college basketball, there's NBA, yeah. uh, there's still a little Maxine. bit of competition. Matching's big right now, so I'm thinking. Much like we got the early TNT, the first night of TNT yeah. hockey was an early start, I think 8 p.m. I think we'll get that more down After. towards yeah, the no, end as we run sense. to the playoffs. No, it makes sense. I think so, too. And, and that's the time of the year where the hockey attention picks up anyways, when you know, basically when football's over. But I will say this, and Gumps, you, Gump, you could jump on this more later. we got some juicy ones here tonight, though. There's some nice, like, those, like, I, don't, I mean, you already told me that your prediction in one of the games. I, so you don't think that game's that juicy? Maybe you do, but there's some there's some good pickings here you can give us later, bud. I mean, I don't know why I got this feeling. The Canucks stink, but for some reason it feels like Colorado gets got tonight. For some reason, <laughs> I don't know. I do, I do this once a week. I get this feeling, and it's just I don't know why the Canucks are dead. Their coach is going to – I mean – they're they're an absolute mess, Rupper. Like, what what did they do at this point? Yeah, I don't know, dude. They they announce uh, that they're having that. What the owner GM is go, uh, they're going to get together, have a meeting, talk about things where the where the team is at. I don't know. I've never heard of. But but Rupper, they're not gonna they're not gonna talk about replacing the coach or yeah, the GM. Yeah. They're gonna talk yeah. to the GM about the problems, but they're not gonna talk about the person who caused the potential problems. And the fact that that even got out. Shows you that it was leaked out because they just want to rattle the cage. We yep. don't want to change anything yet. Yet, I, mean, I might not. I don't disagree with that, but they want to rattle the cage a little bit. Let them know that the uh, that's their way of letting the owners know these guys are probably just going and having a beer and not talking about anything. Just letting the boys know that hey, <laughs> things are serious right now. You better start playing better. 
Hey, is that real? Is that a real tactic? Have you seen that? Have you heard of that? Hey, we'll, we'll let everyone know the owner's coming to meet with the gym, but they're probably just going to go have a beer and <laughs> put everyone on notice. I, I, let, I wouldn't doubt it at some point. They're, I, they're trying to shake it up. I mean, there's not really much that Jim Benning could, he He made that team better in this offseason. He, he did. Like, I think like, that trade alone with the moves he made out of Arizona, that team yeah, should be yeah, better, yeah. but they're worse right now. So I don't know. Hey, uh, all right. I, I wanted to wait to get into this, but I think it's time. We address the elephant in the room. Uh, you got a new drum set. New drum set. Yeah, right here. This is my new drum set. Uh, I've got a collection of drum sets you'll be seeing over the course of this show, and this is number two. It's nice. You is like that it? uh Beautiful. is that from an artist? Was that like Pearl Jam's drums or? Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, uh, Eddie Vetter, uh, Sean Casey <laughs> introduced me to him. We're pretty tight. So this is Eddie V's, buddy. Yeah, I love it. And then, of course, you come on wearing that hat, too, trying to get us yeah. taken down off of YouTube. I thought it was the Guardians now. What's going on? I'm not trying to stir anything up. This is, the, let me tell you, this has been, this is my childhood. Driving by Cleveland Municipal Stadium, seeing Chief Wahoo on the top. It, it's just, I'm not trying to make a statement here. I have this hat, and I'm wearing the hat. I got a navy blue shirt on, and I don't have a navy blue hat, so I'm wearing my Chief Wahoo hat, okay? So let's stop it right there. Well, before we get taken off the air, we might as well <laughs> squeeze in the sponsorship. Uh, that's Hockey Talk. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it going now before we get is, Exactly. is presented by SeatGeek, uh, which you can bang the link to get 15% off of your ticket purchase for any NHL game in the description of this YouTube right now. If you want to go to a game this season, there's only one way to do it, and that's with SeatGeek. They'll get you the best bang for your buck. Simple system. Nice, easy-to-use app, and they will find you the best tickets at the best price. No rip-offs, no scams, no dealing with scary scalpers or, or uh, shady characters, nothing like that. Nice and easy. Shout-out to SeatGeek. Shout-out to Ticket Stooge uh, taking care of us and taking care of you guys. 15% off of any NHL game you want to go to this season. If you want to go see the Canucks and their uh, potentially fired head coach, soon if you want to go see if you want to go see who else is on the slate tonight who else we got i forget we talked about this earlier in hammer down but i already forget uh chicago at seattle chicago 4-0 under the king Derek king uh what a turnaround has been for them ever since they let go of jeremy carlton the boys are buzzing flurry seems to be playing a little better yeah and it's things in seattle have gone a little sideways so we'll see if this team can get back get back going and, and look a little bit better but and then the the late late one the Caps and Kings should be a good one as well. So, uh, yeah, it'd be nice. Hey, to Caps hard? on a back-to-back after a tough loss. Yeah. How hard are those West Coast trips? Because the Caps, I, I, I didn't realize this until after I bet on them. They are terrible against the Ducks. They have like a career, uh, like 15. The Anaheim has like 15 wins against the Caps over the past couple uh, games they played. Just it, how hard are those West Coast trips on a team? Um. Yeah, I mean it's tough. It's, it's it used to be the you know it used to be called the the gauntlet, you know, and uh, it's kind of been that this year. I mean, you go out there and yeah, the boys are packing their shades for the trip. Guys are planning. Usually, we have a couple days Hell off. Yeah. Guys are gonna go golf and we're gonna go do things. But in the back of your mind, you're like, holy shit, this could be real bad, you know. And those <laughs> teams are dangerous, man. Those teams are dangerous, <laughs> and they and they, they kind of are again. And Anaheim is is absolute studs right now um so they're yeah, leading the division you know what i got i when i was in minnesota and this is just kind of we always talk and we see in sports how some teams just have another team's number i got traded in minnesota and chuck fletcher is the gm and we're yep. getting ready to go out to uh to vancouver to play 
And he goes to me, he goes, Rupper, I don't know. I don't know what I'm expecting you to do about it. He goes, I'm just telling you if there's anything you can do inside that room, he goes, I don't know what it is. Since the inception of this team in Minnesota, we can't win in Vancouver. We can't win in Vancouver. And the guys don't, the guys, for whatever it is, just don't feel like, and it's so weird. It was like this feeling that when we were in the locker room before the game, it was like, you just feel like this, you're, you're, you're down a couple notches, you know? Oh. So I don't know. I mean, some, some spots just have, you get bad memories <laughs> and it lingers and you just don't feel great in that spot. And um, every team's kind of got it. So if the caps have that out, out uh, in Anaheim, man, it's good. They uh, hopefully they don't have to go back there. Maybe they have to go back again, but hopefully they're done now. Yeah. How I good is it to see? Oh, go ahead, Nick. You're good. I was going to say, I think they're in the clear, but what you were talking about kind of reminds me of the probably the Brownies and the Steelers. You know, you just go in there defeated right off the bat. Mental warfare. That's actually why I wore this hat. I wasn't going to yeah. wear a Browns. I wasn't going to wear a Browns hat because this week was disgusting, but no, that's fair. What do you got, Gumps? I don't want to listen to this guy anymore. <laughs> How good is it to see a guy like Getzlaff doing what he's doing right now? Like, it's fucking, I mean, I was last year when he didn't want to go at the trade deadline. I was kind of like, man, it'd, it'd be nice to see him have another run. But how how good is it to see him playing and this team playing well with him on it? I love it, dude. I love it. I think that he's uh, he wanted to be there. He wanted to retire, Duck. When I think of the Ducks, I might. A lot of people are going to think of Timu, and there's other guys there that you think of. Yeah, and uh, but I think Getsy's kind of like the, the face of that franchise, right? So I'd love to see him finish there. And I saw him in, in training camp. Um, it showed him at like practice, and actually, I think it was a preseason game. And, and I saw this this video, and, and he was like, you know, like you're in the backyard with your dad playing football, and he's drawing up plays on his chest for like, and you saw Zegris on one side of him. And yeah, these young guys, and it's like the dude's like, this is a different, he's always been a leader. He's been captain yeah. for a long time, but now it's like, now he, he actually has some equity because he's on the team now and they're playing great, but he, he can set this future up really nice. And that guy can do whatever the hell he wants there. He could be the fucking GM if he wants uh, someday or president of that, uh, of that organization. So I love Getsy, man, what he's doing right now. That team looks, they're fun to watch. Like they're legitimately fun to watch. Yeah, the uh, the stick uh, toss Selly the other night from Zegers. It was last. What do you think about that though? I like, love it. I fucking love it. But it's his his boy, his his Team USA boy Jack Hughes did it already. You don't care that he copied it? Do you want don't care? I love that we're doing it. Give the fans a souvenir. It's a walk off. Give them something to go. I home like it with. too. I'm it's glad it's good because it. it's like you hear about the bat flip in baseball and how controversial that is from the old whites and how angry yeah. they get about it. It's like, please, let's not make this a controversy in hockey. It's like this is a cool celebration. You know, it's fun. The fan gets a souvenir. Game you stick. How cool is that to go home with yeah, the stick yeah. of the guy who scored the OT yeah, winner? That's the point. It'd be cool enough to get a stick. This is the OT winner stick and just go in there and chucking it. I love it. Yeah, you need it. You need that personality. We've been saying it for years. Hockey players don't show enough personality. You need something like that. And I love that these guys, these young guys, aren't afraid to do it. They're not afraid to get hammered by the media or or uh, an old dinosaur coach or anything like that. They're, hey, fuck it. We're having a good time. I just scored. I'm showing some emotion. Let's have a good time. You mentioned Getze, uh, 1,000 points, hell of a career, hallmark to hit. Um, you know, that's a guy who you don't really think of as a huge – point getter at this stage in his career right but you forget how good he was early on he was a monster yeah no he was he was unreal and, and if you look i think last year i think he's already surpassed last year's numbers already now and uh the thing with this guy man 
thousand points. That's a lot of points, man. That is absurd. a lot. Of points. That's absurd. And, here, and here's the thing with the guy too. I don't know what his career breakdown is as far as goal and assist, but he's always been like a pass first guy. He's got a great shot too, but he's been like a pass first guy, and he 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 drives offense. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that son of a bitch when he gets in the playoffs, he's as mean as they come. He, he he gets in that kind of bully mode and he throws guys around. I still think he's got that in him right now. I mean, the game has gotten faster, but he thinks the game a certain way. He sees it a certain way and his skill with his, the way he can kind of hitch that puck and with that long reach. I mean, you can't really do much about it. So I'd love to see this Ducks team in the playoffs. I'd love to see him going out there and throwing some guys around uh, and show the, show the boys what the playoffs are all about. Yeah, and like you mentioned, he's a big son of a bitch too. So I mean, yeah. that just makes it that much harder to play against. Uh, playing that center ice position, like like you've mentioned before, what you were brought in to do, uh, you know, kind of play a little bit of a shutdown role early in your career. But Getzi's kind of been asked to do that all throughout his career: provide offense and also be uber responsible and play sound defensive game in his own end. And he's been able to do that to a T. He's just everything you could ask for. Probably a coach's dream. Um. Another guy we got to talk about uh, getting his first goal last night, coming back from an injury, uh, Kevin Hayes. And, he, you know, his celebration, too, giving the finger up to uh, his late yeah. brother, Jimmy Hayes. That was incredible. That was awesome to see. That was so good to see, man. Um, you know, Hayes, he's, uh, he's a great dude. Jimmy was a, a great dude. Uh, you see all the love around the hot community. So, the fact he gets that goal and does that, I mean, I get goose. I'm just getting goosebumps just talking about it right now. But when I saw it last night, I was like, yes, you know, and, um, you know, it's uh, you, that, that other thing, too, that, that uh, I don't know if it went through Barstool, it went through Chicklets or what it was. But when they set up the uh, money on what was it, what was it called? It was it was the Jimmy Hayes. It was the, the fund for uh, money on the board. Yeah, yeah. And the the kind of reaction it's gotten, I love this stuff, man. I love when the hockey community comes together like that. But that goal last night gave me goosebumps. You have to love it, um, Rupper. I think it's time. I believe our guest is ready to join Got us. Um, nice. Yeah. Shout out to this guy. He was a first first round pick. I think it was twelfth overall. Was he twelfth or thirteen? I think he was twelfth overall. Uh, son of an uh, an NHL legend, and now he's making a, his name in his own right and, and carving out a hell of a career for himself. Uh, ladies and gentlemen from the Columbus Blue Jackets, Max Domi. Max, thank you so much for joining us. What's up, boys? Thanks for having me. What's up, Domes? How are you, buddy? Good. Good. Heard you're having some. Oh no. Oh no. What happened? Oh, you there? I was Max about down. to say. I- I heard he was getting some, uh, having some issues logging on, and I shouldn't. Have, I just fucked this whole thing up. No, oh, there we go. You, good? you there? Max is back. You guys got me. Yeah, I got you. Lost your second. Were you having some issues getting in there? You get the the, the old fingers weren't working properly, or what? <laughs> you got it working though. Good. Good to see you, buddy. I'm like watching a version of you guys talking right now, but I can't uh, hear you. <laughs> oh, you can't hear. Can you hear us now? One, two, three. You got me, Max. You got me, Max. No, you got me. Check. Oh, I got you now. There you oh, go. there we go. All right, there man. We nothing, we, nothing we can't work through. I like. I like your determination. I don't know what's going on, man. I keep jumping in and out, but so I apologize. No, no, that's life. good. We appreciate you joining us, man. I've been. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. No, I've been a big fan of yours. I ran into you a couple times and got to meet you real quickly off the ice. And I told these guys, I'm like. You know what? You know we're gonna we're looking at we wanted to get someone from Columbus and and uh, for the the kind of start that the teams had and um, 
you know, got really any, every excuse not to be playing the, the way you guys play. And I'm like, let's get, let's get Max on. He's got a great personality, but uh, what, yeah, I just want to real quick off the top, like what's, how come, and I know it's not like all puppies and roses for the team right now. I mean, you, you came off a loss the other night, but what, what is it about this group that like, no matter who leaves and some of that happened before you got there, I know, but no matter who leaves or what changes are made, this team just puts their balls to the wall every night and plays hard. Yeah. You know what? I think uh, it just speaks volumes to the, to the locker room we have, in my opinion. Um, it all starts within the group itself and uh, guys work hard. Uh, we have the identity of, of a team that's going to be going, <clears throat> I mean, like you said, balls to the wall every single shift. So it's, uh, it's not fun to go into to nationwide as, as a visiting team for sure. And I mean, a team that just sticks together and uh, I mean, it's not really a, a group of individuals it's just a, it's a solid group together and, and we, we we ride that and it seems to work for us for sure yeah no it's it's funny too because like you know when you sit there and you look at it from the standpoint of whether it's the talent that has departed out of columbus or you talk about the leadership guys with it with it being nick felino uh seth jones but dude, it's like the next guy just steps up. You guys got Boone Jenner as a captain now. Um, you know, I'm sure guys like you have a bigger voice in the room. And it's just a guy, you know, and as far as like kind of, you know, the the change and with the with the coaching, like how is that like is it just is it felt for you guys pretty much just just the same thing and you just keep keep trouncing forward? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just you know, obviously there's a captain and assistant captains and this and that, but um, just a great group of guys, honestly. I know it's a cliche answer, but um, Booner's certainly done a great job. He's stepped up. He's been he's been a great leader. <clears throat> and you know what? Booner's not the kind of guy that is really a rah rah like yeller kind of thing. He just leads by example, and he's he's the kind of guy that is his career kind of speaks volumes to to what he's been able to do. Um, he's not the kind of guy that would get too much credit for his, his his offensive flashy skill or anything like that. But he does all the things that no one wants to do. He battles better than anyone. <clears throat> He, uh, he goes to the dirty area, so sit in front of the blue paint. I mean, obviously, he's a guy that can put the puck in the back of the net from anywhere, but uh, certainly likes to stand there and um, wins all of his battles. Great in the face-off circle. So, I mean, just overall, he's he's doing great things. And, and as a leader, I mean, as, as a locker room and a bunch of young guys, really, it's easy to look up to a guy like that. So he's he's been doing a great job and uh, very lucky to have him and I'm super happy to call my teammate for sure. So I want to I want to I, I should have said this off the onset, but uh, I, what you you went through the kind of COVID protocol and and did all that stuff. Yeah. How, how are you feeling, dude? Are you doing good? I, I'm getting there, man. Up. You know, it was it was a grind for sure. It uh, lit me up pretty good, but uh, the uh, the shoulder, then the ribs, then uh, then COVID. It's been uh, it's been an interesting year for sure. But hopefully, just put it behind me now and just kind of pick up and then jump in and help these guys. I mean, just keep doing what they're doing because they're doing great. Fun to watch. Um, in a supportive way for sure, but definitely jumping and and biting at the the bit here to get back out there. Yeah, and, and when this group though, you put a post out uh, a little while ago. I was I was roaring. It was uh, you, you showed Patrick Line wearing. I, dude, what were those things? Were those things? Was he wearing like slippers? Were they slippers, sandals? Batman, and, can you talk about them? I've seen him coming in. I've seen him coming to the arena now with. He looks like Elton John with his glasses, and he's got these fuzzy sandals. Like, what's this guy like right now? I love him. I mean, unfortunately, he's hurt right now. Um, but when when he's going, he's 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 one of a kind for sure. And um, he, there's only one Patty Line. I mean, the guy can shoot the puck with the best of them. 
he, I mean, obviously Ovi's Ovi, but <clears throat> he's right there. I mean, that's, yeah. that's his guy that he looks up to. And I, I think he's, he's doing a pretty good job at, at making a pretty good home for himself on that, uh, on that half wall there was one timer. So um, he can score goals for sure. He's a big, big man too. People don't realize how big he is. He's uh, he's a big boy and he moves really well. He's really skilled. Um, so as a hockey player, he's outstanding, but off the ice, he's a character. Uh, I mean, I got so much respect. I love people that are just themselves and they really yeah. don't care what other people think. Uh, I think nowadays that's, uh, almost frowned upon it seems unfortunately it's just it's it's taking a turn for the worse so uh, he's one of the old school guys that literally just does whatever he wants and doesn't care um so i i do respect that he worked hard um, but um his outfits are out there for sure uh his shoes his slippers that are gonna call him are, are definitely out there but uh, he loves it and i, I think boys love it too and, and he, he backs it up so he's uh, he's a great dude so we're sitting here right now, and if you don't know, uh, the you know my counterparts here, Gumps is uh, he's from he's originally from BC, so he's your Canadian fellow over nice. there, and and Nick is uh, <laughs> Nick's Nick's from Pittsburgh. So I just want to ask you, what how does it feel, you know, to play in the the greatest state in the continental oh, US yeah. as far as playing in Columbus? Like, how great is that treating you? Uh, how, how you know you've been there now? It's your second year. Are you, have you become yep. a Browns fan yet? Are you become an Indians fan? Like, what, what are you, are you Ohio State? You going to games or what? Man, I, you know, I'm careful with like this whole American college thing. Um, think like post anything about being a Michigan fan because that would be not doing me any justice oh, right no. now. So no, I mean I I, I, I love Ohio State. I got a lot of respect for him. I are you there? Right You're now, kind of getting like, copy here. I haven't been to a game. I can you? It's a little choppy. I, I heard yeah, you definitely. say that it's the greatest state in the world or greatest you know, area <laughs> of the country. Then it kind of cut out. I heard you say something about Michigan. Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit. Are you good now? Let me see. Give us a no. test. I can I can see you guys. Can you see me? Can you see yeah, me? Yeah, your, your voice just started getting a little choppy, Hello? but go ahead. The Wi-Fi here. I'm with uh, – I'm actually at Clayton Keller's right now, so the Wi-Fi is uh, – let, let me down a little bit here. We'll blame Kells. <laughs> can you guys hear me? Yeah, we got you yeah, good there now. we go. Okay, cool. No, I, like I said, I was going to go to Michigan when I was younger. Um, so I'm almost kind of happy I didn't now that I play in Ohio because obviously it's pretty heated rivalry. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I have to be an Ohio State fan, of course. I mean, I, I love Columbus, man. Honestly, it's it's a great place to live. And it doesn't get nearly enough credit. The people are outstanding. Um, obviously, they love their Buckeyes. So um, I've mm -hmm. jumped full board on with that. Um, and I'm having a great time. It's a, it's a great place to live, great place to play. And uh, obviously, I love my teammates, too. And we're doing awesome, too. So um, it's been good. I've been really enjoying my time there. Max, incredible sell job on Ohio there. You can you can be honest, but we understand you got to give the cliche answer. It's a hockey thing. I get, it completely. <laughs> get out of here. But you, you were drafted to Arizona. So you go out to one of the most beautiful places in the entire United States in the country. You have a run there. Then you go to Montreal, which is just hockey royalty. And now you're in yep. Columbus and, I, and I'm not expecting you to knock on Columbus, of course, but can you kind of talk about what your experience was like in Arizona coming in there as a rookie with a young team? And did you guys kind of like, yep. it feels like it feels similar to where you're at now where a young team with not a lot of expectations, but you kind of showed up and showed out there, man. I, I've been so lucky, uh, obviously getting drafted, uh, 
to a team like Arizona wasn't something that I was really totally accustomed to. But I uh, got down here, awesome staff. I mean, awesome place to live. Scottsdale, I don't know if you can really beat that. Um, and it was a great group of guys, too. Got to play with guys like Shane Doan, and, and the, really list, the list goes on. And learn from them at a young age was, was definitely something that I don't take for granted. I'm very lucky to say I got that experience. But uh, great three, three years um, from kind of a development aspect. Um, really got my feet kind of going, get my feet underneath me in the league. And um, unfortunately, we didn't have the success we wanted to. But overall, it was, it was good. Um, and then moved to Montreal, and you, you said it, it's the hockey mecca of the world, really, between Montreal and Toronto, where I grew up. Those are the two, I mean, really hockey markets in, in the world, if you think about it. So was lucky enough to play in Montreal. Great fan base, great teammates. Um, again, came up a little bit short from the, the hockey aspect and, and, and success category, but uh, ended up in Columbus. And again, it's totally different. All three of them are totally different, but I've, I've been blessed to have three amazing sets yeah. of teammates um, on some great hockey teams and learn from some great coaches and great training staffs. And the list, list goes on three great fan bases. So it's, uh, it's been fun, man. I, I don't know what the future has in store. Obviously no one does, but uh, I'm just enjoying every day for sure. Hey, so you're, let me get one more here. Yeah, yeah. That, your time in Montreal, uh, everyone talks about how it's like a, a fishbowl. It's so tough to play and the, and the media and the pressure and everything. But I feel like you probably had a little bit of experience of what that was like already coming from your old man playing in Toronto and, and all and because uh, it's the same atmosphere there, I feel like almost. Did, did you feel that yeah. at all? Did it bother you? What, what, no, what was I'm- that like for you? I'm not buying that, man. I, I I get it. People think that and they have their reasons and they can they can think all they want. But I, I loved it. It was great. It was an awesome place to play. Um, and and you know what? I think it's it's something that uh, there there are things that come with playing in big markets. There's pressure. Absolutely. There's this. There's that. But as a kid growing up in Toronto, um, I, I think that's what you expect and that's kind of what you want. You crave that stuff and it really keeps you accountable. So overall, I mean, my experience in Montreal was was outstanding. Um, and, and I think the whole fishbowl thing is just, uh, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't make me mad, but it just, it's almost like I laugh at it. Cause I just don't believe in it. I don't think that's a thing at all. Like you're getting paid to play the best game in the world. Like what are you complaining <laughs> like about? That. It doesn't matter where you play. You know what I mean? So it's, it's all good. Yeah. Max, when 2015 at the juniors, you were literally shot out of a cannon, the whole fucking tournament, <laughs> absolutely electric to watch. Was that when you Thanks, knew bro. you were going to make it or was it before that? Did you know you were going to make it before that? Or was that tournament kind of like, okay, I'm here now. Let's do this. Um, yeah, I don't want to like, it's tough. Cause like, you don't want to sound cocky or arrogant and say, Oh, I knew I was going to make it since I was a little kid. But like, I almost made it to the point where I was like, listen, I'm on this planet to do one thing and that's to play hockey and the highest level is the NHL. So I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever the hell I have to do to, to get there, you know? And um, again, I was fortunate enough to, to grow up with, with a father that I've already played in the league um, and, and really shared a lot of experiences outside of stick handling and skating and that there's, there's a lot more to playing in the NHL than, <clears throat> than just what you guys see on TV. I mean, obviously Robert can relate to that more than anyone. So it's, uh, there, there's a lot that goes into that and it's a respect that, uh, factor, a lot of work ethic, a lot of ups and downs, riding the roller coaster, battling a lot of adversity. And, um, he really helped me kind of prepare for that stuff. So, um, I'm not going to say I was destined to play in the NHL, but I, it was kind of like, a there's no other option for me. I was like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I have to do to get there. And, uh, <laughs> I was lucky enough to have some great teammates play in London, um, in, in junior, obviously playing world juniors with some unbelievable players, won a gold medal there. And just gain a lot of experience. And then, like we talked about, playing three great franchises and organizations. And 
um, just trying to enjoy every day because, uh, I mean, it goes quick. I can't believe I'm already in my seventh year. It's, it sucks, Crazy, but uh, at the same time, hopefully still got a long way to go and just trying to enjoy it all. No, I love that, man. I love that. Cause you know, and I know you're trying to be coy there, but like the fact that you, in your mind, you're like, no, I'm, I'm playing cause I'll do whatever it takes to get there. And, and I think that's what gets you there. And that's what keeps you there. You know what I mean? So I love that, sure. that you had that mindset. Um, you know, it's funny. I I get asked all the time. Some people that maybe don't know exactly the time frames of 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 hockey and, and whatever, they'll be like, oh, so you fought. Did you ever fight Ty Domi? I'm like, are you out of your mind? No, I didn't fight <laughs> Ty Domi. Like, why would I fight Ty Domi? Like, and uh, I did have a run-in with your dad, though. I was in New Jersey, and I remember this distinctively because I was at the red line. And uh, I was a whistle and there was just some scrum and, and just, he was in front of me. So I grabbed onto him and I was just like holding him. That dude turned my helmet. He grabbed my ear, my ear hole, turned my helmet sideways. I was looking out of my other ear hole and my helmet was sideways on my head. And then I went to the bench and the trainer's like, I got to take your helmet. And I'm like, why? Dude, it was like my, my, uh, you know, my, my rubber, uh, what do you call it? My rubber loop on my ear was like taffy it was like down to here it was stretched all the way down to here he just that dude just turned my head around on my body i'm like dude, i would never fight that guy ever but um you know i i guess for you growing up and coming through and, and playing like did, did you ever get like did you ever get challenged because of who your dad is you know what i mean where they're like you know what i mean like they they just you know first of all i've seen you I've seen you one punch guys. Like I know you can throw them, but I'm saying like, but I'm saying like, did did you get challenged because of who your dad is, and people just expect you to be a fighter? Um. Well, first of all, I mean, back to your experience with my, my dad. He's got a lot of experience with stretching out helmets because have you seen the size of his head? So that makes total sense that he knew what he was doing there. But you know, honestly, man, like growing up, there's there's pros and cons of everything, right? And I've just been. Um, blessed with opportunities to learn from people that have always said just make it a positive whenever you think it's a negative there's always a decision you got to make and you kind of go left or right and I've always just chose to try and go the, the high road which sounds cliche but uh, I mean it, it works out in the end and the same thing with my dad I mean I had opportunities to be around some hall of famers at a young age called them my friends when I was in like grade three like that's not normal but it just became normal to me and I didn't think anything of it so it was uh, it was a pretty special opportunity, and, and, and I enjoy every second of it, going to the rink, seeing guys, I mean, practice, seeing them in the locker room, how they interact with the community, all that good stuff. So um, I, I learned a lot, and I just tried to act as a sponge, and I wouldn't have had access to that kind of stuff if it wasn't for my father. So yeah. I would just try and focus on that kind of stuff when the negative side of things would, would come in because, of course, there's going to be people that will – I don't know about challenge. I was never really – I was more of a skilled guy when I was younger, um, always pretty small, so – it was never that stuff that really got to me. I would just laugh about that, but it was more so like when you're really young and you have like the parents saying you're only here because your dad or whatever it is. Like that, that's the stuff that hits home. And I'm just like, man, come on. But yeah. again, like at a, at a younger age, when you get exposed to that kind of stuff, it's, it's garbage, but it helps I mean, develop you as, as a human being more than a hockey player. So um, I, I wouldn't change a thing, man. I'm very lucky. I got a great dad, great, great mom too. I've learned so much from both of them and uh, very fortunate to be, exposed to the things I've been exposed to based off of my dad's career and the network that he has and friends that he has and um, all of his teammates for sure. I also learned uh, that your old man could dance a couple weeks ago. Uh, that video <laughs> surfaced. <laughs> I saw, I saw sure. your tweet on that. What do you have to say about that? 
Oh, he's a beauty, man. I love my dad. I mean, he's he's obviously my best buddy. So uh, we poke fun at each other almost every single day. And, and he gives it to me just as much as I give it to him. So no one needs to feel bad for him whenever you see me chirping him because um, he comes right back at me all the time. He's the one that taught me how to do it. So um, he, he actually is a pretty good dancer. I'll give him that. I mean, he's a little stiff. Uh, he was better when he was younger, I'm sure. But he's, the hips are a little locked up on him now. So he can't get going quite as good. But, uh, I mean, again, he, he's just got this kind of like passion for life and having fun. I mean, he lights up every room he goes into and he takes it over. So I, I admire my dad more than anything. And, and I'm very lucky to, to learn from someone like that every day, totally outside of hockey, but hockey included in that he's, he's a special dude and um, I love him. So it's uh we, uh, we have lots of fun. I'm sure you guys will see lots more content like that down the road because uh, I hope so. He's starting to figure out this whole social media thing. It's a little bit painful. <laughs> sit there and look at a picture of like fifty different little like gifs or emojis on it, and then like writing like ten different fonts. I'm like that. I, I don't even know what I'm looking at it anymore. There's like a hundred things on the picture. It's like ah, leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm, I'm like okay, you do, you're, you do you, man. You're, you're you're loving it. So whatever makes you happy. But uh, he's a beauty for sure. Yeah. No. I. You know the one the one thing I wanted to and uh, I remember is. And I don't know what year this happened, so I don't know even how old you were. But that whole video of when oh. your, dad, your dad was playing in Philly. And yep. best. we know the Philly fans are scumbags, right, Nick? Amen. Uh, well said. <laughs> so, they, so the guy falls in. The, the guy's leaning, talking trash, falls in the penalty box. Like, have you have there ever been ever behind the scenes discussions? Like, were you, I don't know, how old were you? Were you very young? I don't even know. I was little, you. man. I don't remember how old. I was born in 95, so I had to be, I don't know, probably like close yeah, to 10 probably, years old. Okay. And does he ever talk to? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing a number out anywhere from like, I don't know, seven to 10 or something like that. But, uh, I mean, I'm sure I could share this now because it doesn't matter, but um, there was obviously legal issues in it. Like, um, of course, I think everyone knew that. But uh, I think he became the guy actually, fell into, the, the guy buddies, fell into but... a lion's den. He <laughs> fell into a lion's den. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm not really sure what you're expecting out of that. Like, the outcome yeah. is it's pretty obvious. Um, and, and, and my dad says, he's like, listen, I had no interest in fighting anyone, but when you disrespect or hit one of the linesmen, like my dad's best buddies are the linesmen. Like he, he has so much respect for referees and linesmen and, and, and rightfully so. I mean, I do too. It's, it's amazing what those guys do and it's not an easy job, uh, especially back then. I mean, breaking up fights between guys like yourself, Robert, my dad, like it's not exactly a, an easy thing to do. Pretty big, powerful, strong, scary men. So um, for them to jump in and help you out when necessary is, is pretty special. And I think he claims that the, the gentleman that fell into the, the box either hit him or pushed him or something while he's down there. And so that's why he hit him. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> we'll go, with, we'll go with that for sure. But um, that's his story. And and they actually became buddies after the guy that he fought with a little bit after. And um, I don't know the full end of the story, but I, I think they, uh, they became friendly, had a couple of dinners, whatever, brought him to some games. So um, even it all out. And I guess that's, I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, it's pretty iconic video for sure. Everyone always asks me about it, but um, I'm glad it, I'm glad everyone was okay. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to I wanted to ask you uh, uh, the I, I'm having trouble trying to put this in timelines too. Is trying to figure out. I remember when were you ever did you when you're playing in London did you did you play against Erie in the playoffs and beat them? Do you remember this or no? Because there's a year that I went to uh, an Otters playoff game. It was against London. 
Okay. And I'm looking on your, I'm looking at your, your timeline here. And it looks like to me that you fall into this category in your years, but it was that year, uh, you know, Connor was still in, in, in Erie and there was a top line in London and I'm struggling with this. Cause I was like, I know that I think it was Kachuk and Dvorak. Does that sound right? And then was it so you? Or I was left, it and then I left, and Kachuk came. Um, I actually played okay. with Barner and Dvorak in my last year, and we lost to Erie. Um, that was when Connor's last year. But Connor and I joined the I came to the NHL the same year, so um, my last year was his last year, and he they beat us. Um, but that was the only year that they beat us. I think before that we uh, we beat them. So I so this, this but this must have been that year though. So I I must have just got it wrong. You, they they beat you guys. But your your line yeah. that, that was Connor's last year because I was watching him his last run in Erie and I remember seeing yep. the this line. So you're you're helping me out here. So it was yep. you it was you Dvorak and Marner. Is that what it was? Yep. yep. I, I've never Fellas, I've never seen Good a line. Like, I've never seen a line in the <laughs> like this. So I went to the game thinking like I'm going to, you know, I, we knew everybody knew about your guys line. I was doing this side of media and, and stuff. I was retired. So we knew about your guys line and it, I went to a game in Erie and you know how in Erie um, behind the one net, there's like those makeshift kind of, kind of sweets, I guess that are like right yeah. over the ice, you know, on the one. Yeah. So I was sitting in there and I was like watching this and I'm like, I've never, I've never seen a line like this in the, in the OHL. And I know that you guys had other players on the team and, and there was other talent around there, but you guys, the way that the puck was snap, 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 snap goal. It was like, it was incredible to me. How fun was that year? I mean, you're looking here, what your last year in the OHL, you had 102 points. I mean, was it just London has always been a powerhouse. How fun was that? You know, junior was best four years of my life <laughs> and it's, it's too bad. I, I'm not going to say I didn't really enjoy the moment, but it's like classic things in life. You know, it's like everyone's just like is, is setting these like goals and like finish lines. And you're just racing through life that you don't get to enjoy it. I, I don't regret it, but I wish I just was a little bit more present. Um, and it wasn't so focused on getting to the NHL, which you have to be. So I'm kind of contradicting myself a little bit here, but, um, at the same time, it was just like, man, those are the best four years of your life. All, like, all you do is you score the rink to play hockey with your buddies and there's zero stress and you're just having fun every single day. You, just, you, you cannot beat that. Um, especially when you're, you're having success and you're winning. Uh, my first year we, we went, uh, when I was 16, we went all the way to, we won the OHL championship, went to the finals and she went again at the Mem cup and lost in overtime. Um, that was a heartbreaker. And then the next year, we uh, we played Barry Shifley and a bunch of those guys in, in the finals back from like 3-1, one in game seven uh, to win another OHL championship. So we won back-to-back -back championships, and then we were hosting the third year. We didn't have a great year. Had some injuries and stuff, and uh, lost. so we lost three Mem Cups. And then that fourth year you're talking about was uh, it was a younger team. I know, uh, obviously, Marnes and, and, and Debo were there. Those are my two line mates. And, I mean, geez, like Toronto and Montreal's got Guys there. Those guys are both unbelievable. Obviously, we know what Marnes can do. I don't think Devo gets enough credit for, for how good he really is um, as a Simon two-way guy that can make unbelievable plays and whatnot. But, uh, you know, it, it was unfortunate because we we kind of we, – we weren't peaking at the right time, and these guys were a little bit too young, so we, uh, we got smoked by Erie. And then I left, and that team went on to win a Mem Cup the next year. <laughs> I was just like oh. – that's tough, man. Over the three of the Mem Cup, and they won. I was super happy for him, but it's just hey, one of those. Hey, dude, things. you taught him. You taught him how to be successful in the OHL. Yeah, they took it, man. They I took it, man. Mem Cup, but I'm part of it, I guess, to some extent. <laughs> 
I got I got a question, Max. Um, you talked about like uh, kind of appreciating the moment a little bit more. You wish you would have done that more in juniors. Do you do you get a chance to do that now? Have you learned that and you kind of do that now? Yeah. And yeah, on top of that, like, what do you what do you enjoy doing away from the ice? It's kind of a lame question, but I'm curious. Like, are you a gamer? Because uh, you guys are on the road an awful lot. What's your what's your go to when you're just trying to kill some time or chill out? I just like hanging with the boys, to be honest. Uh, dinners and stuff—that's my—that's my, my go-to. I don't—I uh, don't play video games. Never have. Um, I tried a couple times when I was younger, and I just was so bad at it. Like, this is not fun. I can't—I can't stare at a screen that long and just keep getting killed every time I respawn or whatever you call it in COD. So I kind of my gaming career ended pretty quick before it started. Um, obviously, a lot of guys like that stuff now, but I mean, I don't know. I. My dad wouldn't be too happy if I was uh, cooped up in a hotel room on the road <laughs> and playing video <laughs> games too. So, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be allowed to. So I, I just try and enjoy the, the the dinners and stuff and just hang out with the boys. I mean, again, it goes so fast, so you can't take that for granted. And um, again, I mean, kind of what I was talking about earlier is if you get so focused on just, I mean, the next game or, oh, I can't wait till Christmas break or Olympic break or whatever it is, um, you're, you're losing track of the grind. And that's the best part, man. Like, I mean, you talk to anyone, I'm sure Rupert can relate to it is uh it, there's days where it's like oh man like this is a grind and it's hard it's it really is hard there's days where you, you, you don't necessarily want to go to the rink but uh, you get there and you're so happy and all of a sudden your whole day changes and um the more you really own that um that's that's how you enjoy it and it, it doesn't go by as fast so then when you do retire i don't want to look myself in the mirror and be like, oh, i wish i would have spent this time doing this or this or this um because it's just i mean it goes so quick you know I'm, like i said in my seventh year and um hopefully i get another 10 years uh, i mean I'll, I'll play as long as i can but uh, it does go fast yeah well hey do you guys got uh nick Pompey, you got anything else we're gonna we're thinking i got i got, no, I got one good. more thing that, that, yeah fire it fire away, one more thing max i don't know if it's true or not i read it on the internet and i was hoping you could uh speak to it a little bit uh obviously sure. you you've uh, been afflicted by diabetes. That's something you deal with and, and, and play with. And I read yep. that you have a dog that is trained to wake you up if you or if your blood sugar levels fall too low. Is that is that accurate? It is. Uh, he, he's he's basically retired now. There's the technology nowadays that I wear. Um, it, it doesn't really make it necessary to have a dog like that but before i could wear any of that stuff um yeah he would wake me up in the middle of the night if i was low or high and i uh, take him everywhere i mean he's, he's smarter than i am again that doesn't say a whole lot <laughs> that's pop, incredible but, uh, <laughs> and, i mean i've had a dog my whole life and i've always wanted my own dog so he's he's my best buddy for sure and it's uh, it's pretty special um the connection me and him have and it's it's awesome now he's just kind of um a very intelligent normal dog <laughs> <laughs> Good, but uh, yeah, he still could work if I wanted him to, but uh, I don't necessarily lean on him as much as I used to. What's uh, I, I've talked to you about him before, but I don't remember what's his name. His name's Orion. Orion yeah, he's a yellow right. He's, uh, yellow he's a big, strong name. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You know what, dude? This dude's probably sitting there now. It's like he's like uh, he's like a um, fucking scientist and he's just sitting at home now. He's like, <laughs> He's licking himself and chasing his tail. He's like, seriously, <laughs> like, what happened, man? He knows exactly. <laughs> but I love that relationship. I've seen, I've heard, seen you talk about him before. I love that. I mean, it's. Yeah. I never thought that a pet can be like that. We know that pets are great companions, but like that, like that dude was watching your back when you were sleeping, right? Yeah, exactly. He, he's a beauty for sure. I mean, everybody, if you have a dog, you know how powerful that connection is. But even more so when he's, uh, I mean, saving your ass a couple times. So. 
he's uh he's great i love him and uh i mean he's getting old unfortunately but trying to trying to make the most of every every second i have with him too because he's just he's awesome man well, that's great, dude. Well, listen, buddy, I'm a big fan of yours. I'm sure the people that are watching are as well. I love your passion, love your your drive. And listen, uh, you've got, what, four games played, four points right now, and you're not even 100% going yet. So I can't wait to, watch you. I can't wait to watch you high step in there in Columbus and uh, tell the boys uh, we said hello. And and also tell Kells, like, he make, he's a stud in this league. He can, he can up his uh, Wi-Fi a little bit, I think. Kells, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Gas up your Wi-Fi. We love you. He's got filthy <laughs> hands. He's got filthy hands that are going to be making him millions and millions and millions for a long time. I mean, you might want to upgrade to the higher Wi-Fi. <laughs> no, no kidding. No kidding, Rupper. Hey, by the way, before I let you go, I need, uh, I need a huge favor. I watched that uh, Danbury Trashers documentary, and, I mean, you keep saying you're a fan of me. I need that well, jersey. I got you. You want a jersey? I got you a jersey. You want one? Can you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, I got yeah. you now. Hey, I need you to sign my Danbury Trasher 16 Rupp jersey. <laughs> okay, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to get you a jersey, and I'm going to send it to you. Okay. And uh, okay. All, all I want you to do is just is take the jersey and just put the jersey on and, and, and say you're, you're a Trasher guy. You know, a trasher guy. I love this because we, we have a few different guys that have reached out through this. And uh, a lot of the guys, it was funny, like they're watching this and they, you know, it's a crazy story. So, um, you know, I'll get you a jersey. I got your, uh, I got your email. I'll shoot it over to you. And uh, you know, that'll, that'll be great. So, no, we thank love you that. very much. To get one, you, can represent, you can represent the evil empire. Uh, <laughs> so I like that. Look forward to yeah. it. All right, fellas, awesome. have a great night. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Appreciate we'll you, brother. All right, boys. Take care. Thanks, Max. Cheers, boss. Hey, what a guy. Yeah, he's good, man. Legend. No, he's, I'm telling you, guy. man, that that fucking – those juniors, man, that – like, in Canada, the juniors is it. Like, Christmas time, that's all that fucking matters is the juniors. And he fucking took over the nation, man. He It was, a, it was unbelievable all tournament long. You know what, Gumpy? I love that you said that. So maybe you can like I, I know some of the people that are watching. Maybe maybe some are Canadian. We have some Canadians that are watching, and then there's a lot of Americans watching. Can you talk about that? Because it's I don't think people in the states realize. I think it's grown over the years, but mm -hmm. the the World Juniors like that's that's part of your holiday tradition. There is it not? Yeah, that's all it is. Like as soon as Christmas starts, Christmas to New Year's, it's when's the next Juniors? When's the next Juniors? And Canada, when I was growing up, we won it every year. Yeah. And then there was a bit of a drought. And it oh, was yeah. like, holy fuck, people were starting to panic. But that when he was on that team, man, like I said he was shot out of a cannon. Like that was the whole tournament, man. If anybody moved, they caught a body from him. Like if you go back and watch the highlights, if you get a chance of him in that tournament, it was unbelievable, man. And the whole country was just like that was his coming out party. Like it was, it was insane yeah. to watch. See that kind yeah. of energy from from a guy like that. Yeah, that's what I love about him. It's like you know he's he's five ten, he's probably under two hundred pounds. He'll hit everything that moves. But here's the thing, he's really skilled. Like he's mm -hmm. he's really skilled, and he does things at a high a high clip. Like he can he can skate, he can move, he can dart in and out really fast but he, he can make plays at a high level and you know i think you know he kind of alluded to that at times i mean 
this is a guy that's had 72 points in a season in the NHL. Uh, he's had a, he's had a couple years where um, the team that he's been on has struggled. He's maybe struggled. I don't think we've seen the ceiling on him yet. I mean, you're no. sitting here and you look no, at him and he's, 20, no he's 20, he's 26 years old, man. And he's a, he's a hard worker. Uh, I, I'm excited. I'm, I like watching this, this Columbus group here because they've got a bunch of lunch pail type type guys and, and Max is one of them. He had 28 goals one year, Rupper. Like he, I think you put him with the yeah. right guys in the right situation. He'll light it up. And that's why, like, I was kind of bummed he ended up in Columbus. But, I mean, look at them now. You mentioned it. I mean, only four games, and he's battling some injuries and the COVID stuff. But yeah. four points in four games, like, just goes to show, like, the skill's still there. He's he's a great player. He just needs to be in the right situation. And okay. I, think, I think he'll figure it out. Yeah. And we talk yeah. about and, it all the time. A team that has nothing to lose. Yep. Yeah. Like – there's no Teams expectation. Like that, right? who can, yeah, you just go out there every night, balls to the wall, and see what happens. There's no pressure on them. They're not supposed to do anything. Yeah. Rupper, what are you sipping on right there? Bang energy drink, bud. Jesus. Yeah. Jeez. Right there. Wait, hold on. My drum set is seeing oh, through this. You see what that? What happened to your drum set, dude? Dude, what happened to this can? That's nuts. Look at, at uh, this. I'm tripping. Tell me those drums yeah. aren't real. What's going on? <laughs> What's going uh, on here? Pat, Pat was drinking like three of those a day, and he had to stop. They almost killed him. They almost put him at six feet. Why? He got started getting a little jittery with him, or what? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, just too much, too much juice. You know, you know what? You know what? Weeksy does. I don't know if you get mad at me about this. I don't think so. I think uh, <laughs> Callie. I think Callie posted. Weeksy, Weeksy, we're on, we're on, we're on air, and some nights, you know, we're going three, four hours of on air, and it's twelve o'clock at night, and there's West Coast games, and. We love watching hockey, right? Like we love, we're getting excited, but dude, you get you get fucking tired, right? So like you want to be up. All of a sudden, weeks he bends over, and he like bends down and he does something like under the table. Like we're not on cam, obviously. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And I look, he's got. Have you guys ever seen? It's like a canister of oxygen, and he and he puts it on what? his lips and it goes like this. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? Dude, whippets? Kind of it sounds like a whippet. I'm like, I don't know. So, and we're like, what are you doing, buddy? He's like, oh, just, he's like, just a little bit of oxygen, bud. I'm like, just you're just taking hits of oxygen. I don't know what that does for you. Maybe some of the listeners know, and they could they could let us know. But I never tried it. Walking with a pump? <laughs> you walking with a fucking thing on wheels, rougher sliding yeah, over the desk? It just looks like a big aerosol can, and it's got a big like. <laughs> Top on it. He puts his mouth in. He just goes like this. You see him bend over, and he goes like this, and sucks in oxygen. I'm like holy shit! Like it's smelling <laughs> salts. <laughs> there he is. Well, 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 huh? Anybody ask Max why he's not on the fucking Penguins or what? We were <laughs> we were saving the Pens talk for you, pal. Yeah, man. Hey, Rupper. Yeah. How you doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Are you, you good now? You hiding out? You somebody else's house? You uh, you got some shit popping off? You had to go on the run? You on the you on yeah. the lamb? Yeah, just on the run, man. Different uh, different set of drum sets here, and I just bounce around from uh, studio to studio. You know, that's my style. Well, I mean, you get things done. You you need not to be drinking those bangs though. That'll kill you. <laughs> they're, they're actually we were talking about it before you came on, and 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 Nick said that. They kind of messed you up a little bit, but like this is the one that doesn't mess me up. Like any of like the rain or the monster, I get too jittery. I can't like function. So this one I'm okay with. I only drink one though. I don't drink 
more than one in a day. Uh, well, you'll get to the point where one won't be enough, you know, and then you'll, you'll, you'll get to two, and that's when you'll start to realize, like, okay, I got to quit cold turkey here. Uh, I, I had that happen. I'm now under the Celsius train. and Oh, I like Celsius, though. I love Celsius, actually. That's really good. Hey, me too. But, you know, whatever gets you the juice, especially if we're going to hear some un unbelievable stories from old Uncle Rupper here. Hey, um, how about Max Domi wanted the fucking Danbury Trashers jersey? He wants to, I mean, this is a big deal. Hey, that's got to yeah. feel good. Yeah, but hey, we're getting you guys all that stuff too. AJ, AJ said it the other day. He's got stuff coming your guys' way. So maybe you guys represent too, the evil empire, right? Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, Max is, it's funny because like the guys that watch it, um, it's, a few of them have kind of like reached out. It's just, I think it's just nuts because it's like you don't see that story anywhere. So it's just funny seeing, seeing guys that, you know, yeah, I don't know. You just, I guess you just don't think that everyone's watching it, but like there's been a lot of fucking people that watch that, that documentary. Hey, you know what it's like? It's like in to a much smaller scale because you're on Netflix and it's huge, but like our show, right? I'll, I'll catch wind from somebody that somebody saw our show. And I'm like, well, what, what did they, what did we say? What did they hear? And what did, you know, like what, did, and it's reaching, you know, it's reaching yeah. levels that I didn't think in this, in the hockey community, I assume everybody watched that and thought it was the coolest thing of all time. No, yeah, dude, when I like that, that's a good point though. When I, when you guys had me on your show for the trashers thing, my phone, like it wasn't blowing up with, you know necessarily hockey people there's people that like i haven't fucking seen in 17 years that, that, that have no i don't even know if they've ever played a sport in their life but they're big pat mcafee fans they're like holy shit i saw you on pat mcafee like and i'm like but dude there was like from this corner from that corner from this corner like all these walks of life i'm like dude this guy's you guys are reaching some people so uh it makes no sense rubber doesn't it make sense, no man. sense dude. it's a crazy world life is good pat it's good buddy not as good as this show. This is a really good show. I, I think I haven't heard a proper breakdown of a fucking Boston company that's run by a Pittsburgh guy buying the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I don't know if we should have the slant be that a Pittsburgh guy has run the Boston Red Sox for so long and Liverpool. He just had to use the name Fenway to buy this thing. And I don't lucky Luciano who's is calling all the shots there at the Fenway uh, sports group. Buying the penguins, I think I'm happy about it. But could they not make up a fake entity rupper and call it like Three Rivers Sports Group to buy the because everybody in Boston thinks they own the pens now? They don't it's hockey time. Hey, it's not the Boston time. All you gotta say is that that's their closest that Boston's gonna be to winning a Stanley Cup is if they get Ooh. one in Pittsburgh there. There Ooh. you go. You know what I mean? So, like, that's you know, it's burial. good. I will say this though. Uh, and I know you guys talked about it on your show and, and you're going to probably talk more about it, but that, that team Mario. So the fans that don't know, and I know a lot do that team would have been long gone if it wasn't for Mario, like what Mario did to keep that team in Pittsburgh. It's all because of Mario okay. and he's had opportunities that. to sell. And, and that group has been, had, had people, that have been involved in, in talking to try to sell. And he's been kind of listening to those things from what I've heard for, for a number of years now. So the fact that none of those things happened and you haven't pulled the trigger on him, he want he's very particular. Why? Cause he loves Pittsburgh. He ain't going to ever stick Pittsburgh in a bad spot. And the fact that he, the rumors through this, even if it goes through with this group, with these mass holes, uh, it, they're, they're not going to, you know, he's still a part. 
You know what I mean? Like he's still involved. Nothing's I don't think going to change from that standpoint. And he, if he's, if it's, I guess the, the summary of it is if it's okay with Mario, then it's okay with me. It should be okay with everybody in Pittsburgh. Cause he would never, this dude kept them there. None of these cups would have happened in these last three cups. If it wasn't for Mario keeping the, the team there to begin with, he, he's going to do what's best for the city. So if this is it, I'm all for it, man. I support that. Is Sid okay with it? I don't know. That's another. No, no, I'm sure Sid's fine with it. But here's the question. This is my one actual concern I have. Let me take a sip of my bangs real quick before hey, I it's it. going to kill you later. But Jesus. it's going to be great right now. So, uh, one foot in the grave. So here, here's my here's my concern. Is that I know this is a go-getting group with go-getters, right? They with the Red Sox, Liverpool, they they're going to want to win. But what happens if they come in here and their philosophy is we want to take this back a few steps and then build it up again? What does that mean now for that core group? I don't think Sid's ever going to leave. Sid's they're going to keep Sid there and he should be there forever. But what does that mean for Latang and 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 Malkin? You know, I don't know. I hope they're still there. I don't know. This is all and this is we're getting ahead of ourselves because this, this fucking deal hasn't even happened. But like that's all my only concern. <clears throat> Because I want to see those guys retire as penguins and their jerseys go up in the rafters, but I don't know, man. I don't know if this ownership group might have you they might have different views on, on trying to build a winner. Hey Nick, have have we talked to Lucky Luciano yet in his his uh his gobble Have we talked to Lucky Luciano? <laughs> we have not. We uh remember I did a deep dive today on the Fenway Sports Group to figure out, you know, what's this what's this group all about? Like, what are they trying to do here? What What's the scheme? What's the angle, so to speak? What's the angle? What's, what's the, the angle? angle? What do you think what's they're up to good? No, I think they're up to good. I think they do good work. You mentioned, I think, what, was it four World Series? The Red Sox? Gump, you're, these these guys own all of your favorite sports teams. So what is it, four World Series, the Red Sox? And, and they got a Champions League and a Premier League title for Liverpool? First league title for Liverpool in 20 years, my friend. You never walk alone. You make that 30 hey. actually my bad so that's promising i wanted to do go ahead you're gonna be you're gonna become a pens fan now oh you already is. yeah you already is you are right right yeah honorary, you can have you can, you can be yeah you could be west you know I, I believe in having someone in the west and someone in the east this is your team this is your group you're a pens guy now right i don't yeah. i don't believe in having a team in the west <laughs> no need. Hey, I'm trying to Pat. I'm trying to recruit. You're not helping. No, right he now. knows. Two best he players knows. of all time. <laughs> but what, hey, I'll never forget. Lemieux. I'll never forget Lemieux dance around John Casey in '92, dude. You don't got to <laughs> remind me. He, God he damn. fucking dance around Ray Bork on his way to get there too. Those fucking Boston scumbags forget. Um, what Pat is referencing is the man we found, Larry Lucino, Lawrence Lucino, who is from Pittsburgh is a major part of this Fenway sports group. Oh, he was okay. he was the CEO and president of the Boston Red Sox from 02 to 15. This guy's from Pittsburgh. He's in the National Italian American Hall of Fame. He's in the Taylor Alderdice Hall of Fame because he's a Pittsburgh legend. Okay. So there it is. We got our guy. He it's obvious what happened. He went to John Henry and said, hey John, this this Pittsburgh Penguins seems for sale. I know you've been looking to get in the NHL market. This is the real deal. This is how you this is how you make some money. You get this premier franchise in the NHL. They've won cups, they'll win some more with your money. How come how come nobody knew that 
the team was for sale for five, six years. Hey, Rob, you referenced well, they, it here. Nick referenced yeah, they it. Knew, it sounds though. like you guys are referencing it after we find out that somebody's buying it. How, it, who, behind, how come we didn't know it was for sale? Did everybody know this? The, it wasn't publicly for sale, but it was. There was one. There was one. Yeah, story. there was one group, right? There was one public story that made it out in like 2015. And then they ended up, the, the deal just didn't go through or they didn't want to do it. Mario and Burkle backed away, whatever it is. And ever since then, people have speculated that it's still for sale, but they had the success, right? They win the back-to-back cups. So yeah. it was like, okay, hey, the price just went up. Things yeah. changed. We're in a totally different spot as you like to say, Pat, than we were a year ago. So that, that's, that, fun negotiation, that's, Rob. that's fun negotiation, <laughs> by the way. Oh, 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 no, no. We are in a much different spot now than we just were a few weeks ago. I mean, I don't know what you think has happened here, but, and I love that Mario Lemieux was doing that. He was, uh, I'm not selling to you. You think I'm going to build this stock up a little bit more. Then I'm going to sell to a, uh, Paisan from Pittsburgh, you know, who duped Boston <laughs> into thinking that he wanted to buy the Red Sox. That's what I got to do. I, I think if the Pens win, nobody will care but about anything of who owns it and how it goes and everything like that. I'll be pumped up about it. But if we lose Malkin's parents in Pittsburgh, I I, I don't know. <laughs> Rupp, I don't know how. Oh, Rupper, did you ever meet them? Yeah, no, I met them after a game before, uh, but I, you know, I saw them ninety-five times on the jumbotron. The arena go nuts, so uh, they're up there and you know whatever. But uh, um, hey, Rob, were you a goon? I introduced you as a goon on the air today. Is that a a slanderous term about your style of play or accurate? I mean, a little bit, a little slanderous, I guess. But uh, no, no, I mean it's. I mean, what would you like? Well, right. Let me, let me, you can answer your own question. Define to me what he's gritty, doing. Gritty, gritty, he's gritty. Hey, a guy will go out there and get a gritty you know, maybe player. Have to fight a fucking ref. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, that's fine. I listen to like, I, I, I did that to stay in the league because I had to be different. If I wanted to play longer, I had to do something different. And I was a, fucking sasquatch i'm like i'm gonna start chucking the knuckles you know and see what happens so it, hey, listen, I, I never want to offend you i i, I think i think we no, were actually talking about what it would be like to just walk into a place with you in our group fucking rough just i couldn't even fathom yeah uh, the the cleveland hawk very skilled hockey player who had good tendencies so i i got a i I uh, will give you your bedtime story here. You mentioned Malkin's parents. Here and, we go. Uh, this so, I like. I like this. So I got, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't, I think this is funny. So I don't think Sid would mind this. Um, go. So Sid's dad, uh, Mr. Crosby. Troy. Troy. We'd see him around often. Great man. Legendary man. Awesome dude. So uh, we'd see him around. So when I was playing in Pittsburgh, so we all know, and you've all heard the stories, how superstitious Sid is, right? You guys, you guys it's are a freak. Of yeah, like really, like, and I'm telling you from seeing it, like, super, like, really superstitious, to the to the point where you're almost like, I don't know how you function, but clearly it's working for him because he's top five player to ever play the game. Anyways, um, so uh, Troy was in town for a week, and he ended up, uh, he ended up coming in, and Sid was in this point streak, and the boys said, I don't, I think it was Brooks Orpic, one of the boy, one of the guys said, Hey, listen. Troy, when he goes into the, he, he's like, you know, it's like a practice day. And he was like by the locker room. And he's like, when he goes into the, the restroom, he only pees in the same urinal. He won't pee in any of the other urinals. Cause it's just like, 
he he wants to replicate everything he's done because Sid's in the streak. So the boys would just yeah. fuck with him. And whenever Troy would go in the bathroom, they'd go to that urinal. And, and there'd be four months of urinals open, and Troy wouldn't go in them. So Mr. Crosby would just stand there and wait. And then another guy would run in there and get in there and start peeing. And Troy's like, stand. And we just kept getting guys to jet in there. And we're like trying to like, and he wouldn't do. This dude would just stay there and only piss in the one urinal. I'm like, this is dedication from dad, from kid. That's why this kid's great, man. He's got everything working in his favor. The stars are aligning for Sidney Crosby because his dad won't piss anywhere else. But <laughs> I love it. Hey, quick question. I didn't know he was superstitious. That kind of freaks me out a little bit because, I mean, that means you're living and dying with a set of things mentally every single day. Is it like little things? Is it like he won't go out on the practice ice unless he has a certain thing on or he taps a wall a certain amount of times or he doesn't um, piss in the same stall and grumpy in the same place. Like what is it? What is it? He, uh, so when we got Paul Martin and I play with Paulie in New Jersey and, uh, I don't remember who departed the year before, but you know how we got the fighting straps on our jerseys. And sometimes guys like to have someone help them and, and, and tie those fighting straps on the loop of their pants. And so Sid would always get ready. And at the same exact time on the clock before we go out, say, I'm just making up the time. I don't remember. Maybe it was three minutes. And uh, if I had to assume that it had something to do with an eight and a seven of some sorts, but you know what I mean? There, there was some time on the clock where he would sit there and watch the clock. And then when the clock hit that number, he would get someone, uh, the same person to tie up his fighting strap. And he didn't have anybody this year to do it. And Paulie Martin was a new one. And he starts walking over to Paulie and asks Paul to do it. And innocent Paul Martin standing there is like, sure, I'll do it. Sidney Crosby asked me to fucking put his tie down on. And we're all like, no, no, because you got to do it forever. You're going to have to do it forever. <laughs> You're going to have to do it forever. And you not just do it forever. You have to do it at that moment. So if you have your shit to take care of, it, it's got to stop. You got to go tie Sid's tie down. So, yeah, I mean, he's, he has a lot of, lot of little things like that. He used to sit there and he'd go get tape. So we'd go get tape to tape his shin pads. And he walked to the middle of the room, no matter home or away, he'd grab a roll of tape. And wherever the tape was in the room, he'd grab the roll of tape. And then like the bench where his stall was, he would throw it and he'd have to land it on the, you know, the bench. And if it hit the bench, hit the back wall, came on the floor, fell on the floor, he'd go pick it up, walk back, stand there, <laughs> saucer it again with his hand. He would do it 10 times if he had to. And he would not like nobody, he wouldn't even get like animated at all. He would just be very serious. Just throw it, just walk up, grab it, go back. He'd do it 10 times. I'm like, this dude, I don't know. Maybe I should have tried some of that shit. Yeah. Rupper, he he told he told someone told a story. Gumpy, you may know this. I don't remember who was telling the story, but it was about Sid in the locker room, and he was on a point streak. And it, before the games, he would go up to this particular player, and he would ask him what they did. Uh, yeah. I think it was like over the weekend or something. And he had to tell the story word for word about what he did over the weekend every night to Sid before he went onto the ice, or he. <laughs> He's just a yeah, maniac. He he did that the the story the one story that that's similar to that. Uh, who is the guy? Oh my gosh, I'm going blank. I love him. He's a great dude, which doesn't really Gensel. sound like doesn't really sound like excited. I remember his name, Mark Andre uh, Flurry. No, those are great dudes too. But uh, he's the he's the radio guy in St. Louis now. Remember, he's a role playing guy. Um, oh my gosh, Joe Buck. Um, 
Joe, Joe, you said Joe, Joe Vitale. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, wow. it was Joe Vitale. Wow, it was Joe, Joe Vitale. So, so no, it, you got it right there. What what he did is this a song would play, and the way it was is like the same songs would play leading up to going out for every team. So it's not just a Pittsburgh superstitious thing. So the same song would play, and I, I remember hearing Joe Joey V talk about this. And he would sit and walk up to him as they're going out. And he would be like, and apparently that song was like the theme song for his trip to Italy or something in the summer. And he came up to Joey V and he's like, yeah, this song was like the theme for our trip in the summer. And Joey V's like, oh, cool. And he went out and said, probably whatever he did, got two goals. The next game, this song's pretty sick, right? This was, a, this was our theme song for the trip to, to, to Italy. Goes out there, has another good game. And Joey V had to do this. He said for like like eight games, 11 games, whatever it was, every game. And then he's finally like after three or four, he's like, holy shit, this dude has like just he's like he needs this. And Sid would come up and be like, dude, this is a great tune, right? Like this is, this is our theme song. For, you know? that was it. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sid doesn't enjoy his life at all. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't find it doesn't like consume him though. That's weird. It's just like he doesn't get like. He's not one of those that like has to touch everything four times, like not like that. He's not like OCD like that. It's just, just something. It's just yeah. It's, I don't know well, what it is. It everybody knows the warm up routine where he has to go out on the ice and he has to stick in around the McDonald's and the sponsorship that's painted on the ice. Was there any other stuff like that that he had to do that you noticed? Um, I don't really. I, I don't remember anything. Like that. I know in practice, before practice and post practice, every day looked exactly the same. He would do um, this stick handling and um, kind of just he'd go in the net. He'd take all the pucks, put it right at the top of the crease, and he would take pucks and just take you know one to the forehand this way upstairs, and then go stick handle, stick handle, backhand upstairs. And he just do this every day. So like before practice, the one end of the ice was basically Sid's end, and he would do all this stuff. So, um, but he's uh, dude, he's I don't know. It never. I mean, it didn't. You know, it didn't seem like it. It. It didn't consume him though. Like you would just do, uh, you know, Pascal Dupuis told me the one time he had Sid over for dinner and Sid, Sid got there when it was light out and he came, he walked through the garage to enter the house, right? Walked through the garage, entered the house, went into the house, had dinner. They're hanging out. Uh, probably got dark out. Yeah. Duper probably closed the garage door because it's, it's nighttime. And then when it was time to go, he, they they walk Sid to the front door and they're like, um, you know, all right, buddy. Yeah, you know, whatever. I'm just paraphrasing, like, you know, saying bye to him. And Sid's like, um, do you care if I go out your garage? And he's like, what? And he has to like, he has to like retrace his steps. So, so he comes in one way. It's like he has to erase his steps coming out. I don't know if he still does that. I don't know. That's what Duper said. <laughs> I fucking love it. I think, honestly, guys, I think we've all been living our lives the wrong way. <laughs> if I'm being honest. Oh, man. I don't I did not know any of this. I feel like I just learned so much about the greatest of all time. And now I know what CFO Phil's kid, Lil Phil, is going to have to do from this point going forward to become the next great American hockey hope. <laughs> all right. I appreciate you guys. Great show here. You guys are really doing well. Hey, thanks, Paul. Thanks, Hey, why don't you get a Defenders or Guardians hat, dude? What's your deal? That's what I said. He's trying to get us banned off YouTube with this. Hey, that's, hey, that's it. He Go has ahead. those hockey goon tendencies. 
Always looking for a fight, right? Always looking for a fight. No. Hey, listen. I'm wearing a fucking navy blue shirt, and this is my only navy blue hat. Okay? Oh, you're if anybody wants to make it, if anybody wants to make this more than what it is, like, I don't know what to tell you. Quick question. Yeah. Is that just a green screen? Is this like an AJ Hawk thing you got going on behind you with this yeah. drumstick? Yeah, green screen, bud. Is it moving? So are you just like in your bedroom? Hey, uh, no, hold on, I'm, hold on. So Pat. I don't have when I'm I'm in Erie, PA right now, and I don't have like a conducive area, so I have a green screen from other things that I've done. So I just put it up. I put another conducive, big word, and I uh, and I, you know, brought the drum set with me just to make me feel like home. Right so before cool. we went live, Pat, we were talking about this drum set and Gumpy. Gumpy <laughs> this goes. is the best. Wait, hold on. This is the perfect way to end the night. You can go to sleep thinking about this. <laughs> Tell him this one, Nick. Gumpy goes, yeah. I yeah, I told Connor that, uh, about that drum set. He, he thought it was real. The drum set that Rupp has been in front of for the past three episodes, the real drum set, neither Gumpy <laughs> nor Connor thought it was a real drum set. No, Connor did. Connor did. I did not. That's on me. Connor thought it was You should have seen I Dude, I wish we were recording at the beginning because we were both sat there. We were both silent for a second. I'm like, well, you know that was real, right? The other ones are real. Like, this is a green screen. And he goes, he goes, no. <laughs> oh what was shift your brain takes over sometimes in fake drum sets we're talking oh, hey man. uh the comment section was popping off there for max domi i'm happy i'm happy he stopped by let's get him to the penguins and uh you guys do a good show <laughs> all right thanks buddy appreciate it appreciate thanks, you. hey how are the pens we won in the stanley cup still uh they're putting up right, a big right. fight right now, and they're trying to sewer this sale of this the sale of this team by losing three in a row. But uh, <laughs> hopefully, they get going. I think they'll be fine. They just got to get healthy and, and three uh, in a row. Yeah. yeah. Who's in the net? But, Who's I, in the but, I, but Sid's retracing his steps tonight from the whole day that he took today. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a feeling. Hold on, hold on. I have a feeling his next game. Mark this down. He's gonna have fucking three points next game, guaranteed. There we go. Hey, hey, we could we could bet on that. He needs to walk back out of the basement of the fucking rink, whichever one. He needs to get out of the bottom there. Did you guys practice at South Point? No. Uh, when I was there, yeah. Not anymore. No, they're at uh, the Lemieux Complex in Cranberry now. Oh, nice. I used to play soccer over at South Point. There was an indoor soccer thing that was right next to the ice rink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was over there one day, and they're like. Oh, the Pens are practicing. I'm like, the the fucking Pittsburgh Penguins? They're like, yeah, right there. And I like would poke my head in. You guys would have practice going on. I'm like, this is what, this is the most insane thing of all time. I didn't expect that out of the Pens. I also didn't expect the Pens to be for sale for $900 million. Fucking That's anybody could have gone. Let's go. Hey, have you ever been on the, uh, you, can you skate? Well, Rupp. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Rupp, the thing about it is if I could skate, I mean, people would talk about me maybe being in juniors and all that stuff through high school. And uh, I got a clap bomb like nobody's fucking business. I got a next-door neighbor bomb that people don't see coming. It comes literally right out of the pocket. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm shooting this thing right next door, and you just hear the kaboom off of the fucking deck. I seen your uh, stick handling on the show, buddy. I seen your I'm stick a... handling on the show. It's nice. You do see the huh? little dangles, yeah. huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, hey, uh, Sean Casey, uh, we did a we did a feature with him the one time and um, we put goalie pads on him and we were taking shots and he had the, the goalie glove and everything was like hitting his glove and just bouncing out. I'm like, Case, 
you're a fucking baseball player. Like, how are you not catching this? And he goes, you know, case the way he he has no case the way he talks. Like, bro, if I had my baseball glove, I'd be dominating. I'm like, go get your glove. So he got his, he's like, got his first base glove. And we're slinging (laughs) pucks, slinging pucks. And all of a sudden he's like, he just couldn't do it with. So I'm telling you, you are a professional athlete. There's something that's going to translate in hockey. And we're going to find it out. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's about kicking dudes or something but something. you're gonna you're gonna be able to do something yeah we I, yeah i can do something rough I, I i'm a fucking sniper what are we <laughs> clap even talk, off, dude. what is this guy <laughs> even talking about off, right? dude what what were you listening rough or what this, right? this guy i was listening but i wasn't i was listening but i wasn't believing <laughs> rough nick here world deck hockey ball hockey champion okay right here yeah, guy, long right time here. ago Really? 15, 15, 16 years ago, yeah. Guess who was the coach of his team? M- Double M. Super genius. <laughs> they, the, the deck Learned and, a lot from that man. <laughs> the, the deck in Penn Hills, you know, like street hockey was kind of our thing, I think. Like obviously, CFO Phil could skate, yeah. and he was a goon on our team and everything like that. I was a big hockey fan of our high school hockey team, but I couldn't skate for shit. I mean, I used to be Friday night, open skate. Everybody went and did it. I'd fucking drift around in three circles, get cramps in my shins, and go sit on. <laughs> it was no fun. I wish I could skate, man. That's one of those things. Do you think NHL um, skaters could just do the Olympics if they trained for six months to do the shit that the Olympians do on the ice? Wait, wait, what? The figure mean? skaters. Oh, uh, no, I that'd be, I mean, that's different skates, like totally different feel. Uh, I don't know. I, some could, like, some of the dudes took figure skating, and that's Skinner, why they're Jeff Skinner. Yeah, they, Jeff they Skinner. That's why you're about him, yeah. Oh, that's like ballet in football. Yeah, yeah, same thing, right? Like, you, you hear football players taking ballet, a lot of guys took figure skating, so. But it seems like with the shit that some of like the NHL guys are able to accomplish, it looks like you guys, it's absurd because just the feat of skating itself is impossible for me. I don't know for a lot of people, but just the feat of skating is impossible. And then jumping over and around and stopping and it, it's just, it's insane. Yeah, no, it's, that's a tough thing with, with skating. It's like, that's why you have to start so young skating. We see Phil's boy. I saw that the video the other day he posted and it's good. You got to start them young. Cause it's like before their muscles develop, like if you wait till you're 13 and start playing hockey, dude, you're already like your legs are meant to go straight forward and walk and run. Like in hockey, you got to open up like a penguin and, and you got to like, you know, it's different. You got to get different, you know, hip, you got to get your hips opened up. So you got to start young skating. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of guys that are great skaters. I bet you they could they could train and be in the Olympics or something. I, I don't doubt that for figure skating. Rupper, well, did you ever have you ever skated on that like plastic synthetic ice? Yeah, yeah. It feels like you're gonna blow your fucking groin out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it, I mean it's cool. It's cool to simulate something, but it, dude, it's like it's just different. It's like more drag, and it's like it's cool it's a it's a fortune to put like i know guys you put it in their basement and stuff i mean that stuff's no joke but i mean it's it's cool it's fun and it feels more the most realistic with the puck but yeah what I, did you have like 6 a.m skates and when you were growing up and yeah that's when you guys yeah. just had to do conditioning and cardio yeah they give shit. they give the little kids the shitty time so you got to go like six in the morning and and whatever so um hey little phil's a fucking problem dude he's good he's a goal scorer 
I want to chuck him out. I saw the video the other day. I'm like, he looked great. He Don't put your hands on him, Rup. I'll fucking chuck you. Is that what you said? You want to chuck him up? <laughs> What'd you say? Say you want me? to chuck I... him out. Oh, chuck check him out. out. I thought you said you wanted to chuck him up. I thought you were to <laughs> you, want me to... <laughs> you thought I was saying I was going to beat up the kid? <laughs> hey, listen. That. Hey, by the way, CFO Phil would probably be a little bit appreciative if you did let little Phil run him into the boards a little bit and say, hey, kid, this ain't going to be easy. You know what I mean? But he... uh I, I really, every time I watch a video of him, I get so pumped up because he plays nothing like his dad. His dad, goon on the ice, okay? His dad trying to start fights every single shift, but had some ability, you know? Like, but he's going to work hard, you know? Good. Little Phil's like a superstar. He's got dangles. You know, he plays very different. It, it is awesome to watch. I'm fucking pumped for him. <laughs> I want to I want to see him. Don't so. beat him up, though. Rob. I won't. I'm not checking little kids, so. Rob, don't ragdoll me either. I don't need that in my life. Nah, man, why would you do that, man? You ever fight in real life anymore? No, ever? Never. No. What do you mean? I just think I just go around and look at the fight? Just go up to someone at Target and ask them if they want to go? What's going on? You got my fucking drumstick, dude? Dude, I did. I did. I swear to God, the other night, though, and it was, you, Nick, you're right around. Did, did you end up making it to the Steelers game the other day? No, dude. Once I saw Ben was out and that dork Rudolph was going to be chucking balloon balls around, I wasn't going to that game. <laughs> so I was. So I texted. I texted Nick, and I didn't know. I I saw that he was going to be at the game, and I was. So that the that game was at one. The Pens are playing at seven, and then right there between Heinz and PNC Park is the AT and T Sportsnet studio. And I was doing the Pens game, so I was like, "Hey, dude, I, I'm going to be there. I don't know if you're going to be around after the game. After a while, we can go out and have a drink or something." Uh, and you ended up. You know, saying he wasn't probably going to make it in or whatever. Oh, so I'm getting off. in there, and because that oh, I drove from Atlanta to Indianapolis. It was oh, Nick, blow him off. That's crazy. So why'd you so blow the, him off, dude? Why'd you blow off Robert? I had a six o'clock flight, which to connected to another drink, flight dude. that I missed, and then I had to rent a car and drive eight <laughs> hours through the night from Atlanta to Indianapolis. That's why I blew him off. Oh wow! Good so I I went to uh, I was going down, and I tried to time it. I tried to time it because I needed to get into those parking garages around Heinz Field. Oh, yeah. And this fucking game's going to overtime. And I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, now I'm going to get down there when I thought I had enough time because I had to get down there at like 5.30. And I'm like, all right, 1 o'clock game. Enough people should clear out. I should be able to park in the garage. So I'm getting off and whatever. I'm getting off on, on North Shore and I'm, I'm, I'm coming up and there's a parking garage right on the left when you get off there. And I got to park in there. And there's so much traffic, and these cops are trying to direct everybody to get on, like, 279 or whatever. A lot of pissed-off Yenzers. Yeah, so I'm sitting there, and 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 so we got two lanes that are going the way I'm going, and then there's two lanes coming the other way. No one's coming the other way. Everyone's going the, the way I'm going. So I, I, there's the parking garage is up about, you know, 50 feet on the left. I'm sitting parked here for 15 minutes not moving, and I'm like, screw it. I'm going to drive in the other lanes, like the oncoming lanes, and I'm just going to go up and cut into the parking garage. Oh. So I started nudging out, nudging out, nudging out. All of a sudden, one of your Yinsders comes pulling in fucking front of me, pulls in front of me and blocks me. And this uh -oh. kid, this kid's got his, he's got his Steelers, he's got his Steelers face mask, like his COVID face mask, like this on his face, and his window's down, and he's just yelling at me out the window. <laughs> I swear to God, I don't, I haven't snapped like this in a while. He's yelling at me and I'm like sitting there and then I rolled the window down and it was, it was on and I was screaming at him. 
and he's screaming at me. And I'm like, if I got to get out of this car, I went in there and I told the boys, your license. I told the boys, I told the boys, and I went in there. I was like, guys, it was it was getting dicey out there behind the field. Okay, you know what? And it helped. It didn't help that my Browns lost by like 97 points oh. either. So I was already pissed yeah. off. And these, these guys just know how to push my buttons, you know? If I need to get out of this car. <laughs> so I just asked yeah. him about fighting. He's like, no, I'm a human. And he's oh, two days ago. <laughs> but I didn't do it. I didn't do it. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Doesn't hey, why are you always know? late, too? Why you just huh? leave half an hour earlier? You're always late, it seems like. Oh. No, I was late because of the traffic. I wasn't late. And then in the parking so the thing, I got to the parking garage. I got I got to the parking garage. I got to the parking garage and they wanted everybody out. They weren't allowing anybody else into the parking garage. And yeah. so they had cones blocking the parking garage. And I just got out of my truck and I moved the cones and I went in the garage. And then I, I went in there and so I didn't take a ticket. So then I was coming out after the game and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get out. I don't have a ticket and nobody's working in here. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I ended up just, there was like a gate on the backside of the garage and I just went and I opened it and I left out that gate. So I didn't feel fine with it. Oh, uh, as you sip some more bang, dude, you'll be up till tomorrow. But man, what a legend. Honestly, thank you for the bedtime story, Rupper. You guys, great show here. No, Appreciate thanks, you, buddy. Thank you, boss. Rupert, don't be fighting any drunk yinzers after a tithe or a lions. You know there's been there's there's more better yinzers than bad yinzers. I'll say that. I love Pittsburgh. So well said. There are a lot of bad yinzers. More, <laughs> more good yinzers. There's a lot of bad. There. All right, we appreciate it to see you. Uh, uh, what a way to end. Hey, I yeah, think man. I think we went longer than we were supposed to, but we had to. That right. was uh, yeah, a good time, man. That was a good. It was time. good. You know what I liked about this too, because we didn't have any live hockey, so we can just shoot the shit. We had some great uh, topics that we we didn't get to, but um, we had a good time here. Uh, just uh, what was the one? Uh, uh, just to talk real real quick before we leave, we had Dion Phaneuf announced retirement. What yep. a fucking career this guy's had! Um, what a stud! You know, he really young, um, young he really player, burst pretty... onto the scene with like the whole offensive oh, defenseman. And, he was and the so big good hits. with like, Calgary. He was, he was a highlight reel. He would. I mean, you're talking about a rookie coming in. There's a lot of a lot of big physical guys in the league, and he was fearless. And uh, he always had the permanent angry face too, always like that, right? Dion Phaneuf, but he hit like a truck. He'd hit like a truck, and then like he was their best defenseman, so like he didn't have to fight you. He would. Uh, he didn't have to. So that's what made it more frustrating. But what a career to Dion. So give him some love. Uh, was there anything else you want to touch on real quick or no? Uh, maybe Gumby Colorado's up one nothing. Oh, there we go. Oh, man. Ranton and Canucks stink. Ranton is playing center now, I heard. They're a bad. Oh. Canucks are a bad fucking. Seven one, seven one shots so far. Who Who's in that? Is uh, Demko playing? It's got to be, right? He was supposed to be from what I saw earlier. Um, that was like uh, yeah, we talked yeah, about the Pens did. a little bit earlier in their their three game Schneid here. And the the ass kicking by the Caps was okay. I get that, whatever. But then you go into Buffalo and then forty five shots and Dustin Tokar. He only lets in one. I was like, I was like, this is there's just nothing going their way right now. There's nothing you can no. do. What do what do you? No, say? it's tough. I they, I think they're getting on they're on the verge of getting out of it. It's just you got to like weather this right now, you know. And um, they'll, they'll get out of it here soon, I think. And Sid will start picking up being back. Uh, big injury last night. Sir, uh, 
Sasha Barkov, me on me from Scott Mayfield. I didn't think it was a dirty play. Uh, it's just unfortunate, but it, it sounds like it's better than what we originally thought. It's going to be week to week as opposed to like, oh, my God. When I first saw it, I'm like, dude, this dude's done for the year. So um, hopefully he heals up good. Um, Carolina still looks like an absolute wagon. We talked Florida, about Florida's fucking unreal, Florida. dude. Florida's so the, good. How about uh, how about the Jets quietly playing themselves in the first place too? Like, yeah, they don't yep. get enough love either. So, uh, man, lots of lots of good stuff going on right now. And uh, yeah, if yep. the Stars win in Minnesota tomorrow night, we are all the way back. I mean, awesome. don't look now, boys. We are fucking cooking. We got uh, we got a different we got a different goalie. We got a different goalie every fucking night. In, in <laughs> every night. They have- what, what, what if Jake Ottinger is your guy? Like you got nineteen. What is, what is happening? Yeah, I don't know. Where is Bishop? Is he on the team? <laughs> Dude, Where is know. Bishop? He can't be right. Like, how has he not been traded? Nobody wants. Is he hurt? I have no idea. He's, he's still got to be hurt. I would assume. I, we, I don't know. Right we never like do this. Is like that's the biggest history. Uh, the biggest mystery in hockey is where is Ben Bishop? I don't know. If if any man's looking out for him though, it's Gump. Gumpy yeah. found Zubin. He will find Ben Bishop if he has to. Yeah. Um, He'll be Gumpy, we talked about a little bit on Hammer Down, and just real quick here before we sign off, uh, the Stars rupper only had one regulation win. Yeah. Uh, as of like a couple of days ago, they finally they beat the Red Wings and get their second. But how insane is that? You you're talking about a five wins on the season, and only one of them was in regulation. That's that's wild. Yeah, it's not it's not great, you know. Uh, you know. <laughs> what? It's, hey, oh, I, you know, all that matters is in the win column. Come on, it, it, it's not great, but they they they've got an opportunity. I mean, you know what? I'll say this: Mirror Heiskanen, who uh, I fucking love that. You no, know, we should get we should get Miro on here. You want to get you want? Let's try to get Miro on one of these times. Yeah, we on. should get Miro on here, Rupper. I don't I, I I don't know who you know. If you know these guys, let's yeah, get them Tom. On. Uh, you know what? You're gonna have to deal with this though. Tom Holy is their PR guy. He's unbelievable. He's a huge Browns fan. You know who else is a big Browns fan? Uh, Jamie Ben's a Browns fan. Um, who are some of the other guys? Jamie uh, Ben's a Browns fan. How? There, there's some guys. There's some guys, guys from where I'm Tom. from. No, Wait, Tom. You guys, I, just, you guys just like bad football in Canada. Tom, What's Tom Holy? No, we got to we grab onto these Canadians who the don't know anything because they just watch the CFL and we're like, dude, this is the team they root for, and they're like, all right, cool, let's do it. <laughs> And uh, they come along with us. But uh, anyways, um, you know what? You look at this group, though. If they if they just defend Gumps, and I know you know this from watching them, when they're at their best, like, they're smothering. They're smothering. I think they'll be okay. I do. I think they're going to fight their way back into the, the hunt here. But they, they they just need to they need to pop some, some goals in here. And uh, those same kind of guys that have been kind of cold in, in prior years are still kind of cold again. So I don't know. They'll, I think they'll get into the playoffs. They should. I mean, this is the thing. The bubble year made everything so different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at Dallas went to the fucking Stanley Cup final, dude. Like, that, there's no way. You look yeah. at the run the Canucks went on. That was, yeah. if Crazy, they didn't right? do that, everyone would expect what is happening right now to that <laughs> team. So, I think what happened in the bubble literally fogged what people think of their teams. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I know. Yeah, you, you look at Montreal. What Montreal did last year, dude. It's the same thing. There's every year. There's one team whose goalie gets hot, and fucking here we go. Every yeah. year. I agree. Uh, well said. All right, boys. And we got. We got. Time. We got enough goalies that one could get hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got five different fucking tries. Hey, you're, roll, you're rolling the dice on a few of them. Right? That's who we got. We're gonna be hot here. I think. I think it's about that time. I think we call it a night and go watch some hockey. We got some games kicking off, and one's already started. So let's enjoy the rest of the night. Shout out to everybody in the chat. Follow along with us live. If you're not following along with us live, we appreciate you listening in podcast form. We're catching the replay of this. Uh, thank you for the support so much. Go check out SeatGeek. Use the link in the uh, description to save 15% on tickets to any NHL game. Thank you again, Rupper, for hooking us up with a great guest. Max Domi was awesome. Shout out to him and the Blue Jackets for, for uh, entertaining us there for a little bit. And uh, uh, that's all for me. Any final words, boys? Nope, I'm good. I've been good. Uh, it's it's fun. Uh, we'll look to uh, we'll see what we're gonna do next week. We might have to be we may be creative next week with a couple things, and we'll keep. Oh the, yeah, uh, that's we'll right, Rupper. Uh, you'll be at the uh, Pens game. Yeah, so we just got to decide like if do we want to do the show, and then maybe I can do a hit from there. Um, we can still get a guest, and we'll figure that stuff out. We, yeah. we appreciate your guys' support coming on here, and so we we we'd like to not take a week off, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, no, definitely need you from the from from the pay can dire PPG. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for rocking with us. And that's hockey talk. <laughs>